what's up guys here with you with fc wonder kid episode 80 here with my guy Bretton. how are you i'm doing really well uh wait hold on no that was that was i don't know somebody was telling me to say that i'm not <laughs> doing really well and i will tell you why later uh but i i don't want to get into it right yep. now okay yeah talk Philly. about that mls um, cup after definitely we, i need to we, know the school i need to know your thoughts uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. I, I need some time for this all to uh, sink in. And luckily, luckily, there was so much football. Um, I got to wake up this, uh, you know, over the weekend, right after that uh, Philadelphia Union loss in MLS Cup. And I got to watch Chelsea Arsenal. I got to watch Tottenham Liverpool. I got to watch PSG. I got to watch. So, you know, the the, the absolute glut of football that was on as we try and throw as many fixtures as we can together before this world cup starts in two weeks time. Yes. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, but I got to ask you before, um, before I get on a plane. Yes. I'm hyped up <laughs> for that, man. Next podcast. Yeah, it's here. Goodness. Next podcast is. is presential. So people hit that like button. Okay. Let's hype up for episode 81 oh and we might have, no, we're going to have a bold giveaway. So we, if we see a high like rate, we'll do a giveaway of like three to five hoodies people. So go yeah. bold in that comment section. Okay. And in the like button, but yes, let's yeah. start with the football. And you said yeah. it. You started with the Chelsea Arsenal, and this is the first, no, it's the second consecutive loss of Graham Potter mm. at Chelsea, and it's not looking good, man. Cucurella mm. got bullied by Saka, and the team needs new transfers, and Kunku mm. is definitely needed, and Aubameyang, eight touches? Eight touches? Yeah. Aubameyang yeah. didn't show up, and Manbroja. Come on, it's not the game that I'm going to judge him, but they need another finisher. Finisher they, at the top. But, so when Kunku must happen. Must happen. But, but why aren't we judging Broha, right? Um, uh, I, I, I honestly, I, I have to... Long extension. Right. It's, and Aubameyang's there. Aubameyang's getting I, like 300k. Yeah, yeah I, I get it. I get it. He was brought in to score goals, but I, the issue is, is Havertz looked lost. True. Uh, Cucurella once again did not have a good game, <laughs> um, and I'm I'm actually surprised, like surprised that that this team mm -hmm. is was as dependent on a Reese James, was as dependent on say Chilwell. an Angolo Conte, was as dependent on okay maybe not a Chilwell, but this injury crisis that's going on there, it, it's not exactly like Zakaria getting injured midweek and not Chilwell being able to play. Right? Better than Cucurella, it, definitely, it, especially it, leading up to a World Cup. In my yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Previous, previous to these last few games, I would have said no to that. But as of right now, there's, a, there's Graham Potter is naive right now. He is, mm. he is managing. He is my managing um, with naivete, in, in my opinion. It, everybody looked listless. They were wandering. Uh, there was little intent on the field. I think all three of those things mean the exact same thing. True. He keeps putting in players that aren't going to necessarily uh, change their tune just by continuing to play them. Raheem Sterling, in particular to me, has not looked particularly good. And when it comes down to it, you've got a Christian Pulisic that is itching, itching to make an impact for this team. And you don't even give him a chance. Or if you do, it's in the last whatever minutes uh, with literally nothing to do. So, uh, yes, that feels biased. I get it to a lot of our – but you're telling me Raheem Sterling's playing better? 
No, Raheem Sterling's not playing better. Aubameyang's not <laughs> playing better. And those initial no. signs of great, like Kovacic going bold. Harvard's yeah. playing good. Now we have doubts. And Kukurela, the star yeah. man of Graham Potter. So I'll uh. repeat, and it has to happen, people. Transfers yeah. needs to happen. And Mr. Shields with Todd Boyley and Graham <laughs> Potter, they need to find players to make immediate impact in this team. Again, Aspie is the only leader in that locker room. They need leaders and players to make a difference right now. I think Neymar, I'm not joking. Neymar to Chelsea next season is real in my opinion, honestly. But like, people can be skeptical right now, but the PSD drama will not finish with Mbappe. And Neymar will want to be the star. And Chelsea will pay. We'll pay that big salary, okay? So no doubts right there. Uh, but mentioning the other side, the winning side, yeah. because London, yeah. as it seems, is red, okay? Yeah. Has to be mentioned. And my first, my first thing is, Saliba has to mm. be said as a top three center back in the Prem 100%, okay? Mm. Starting for France, and in that game, that was that was a masterclass against Chelsea. <laughs> Simply the best Frenchman right now playing at the back next to Upamecano, which is impressing me too at Bayern. But I really wanted yeah. to say that. What a game. Uh, and it just goes to show you right now, um, Chelsea. Chelsea's biggest loss has been Antonio Rudiger in my mind. <laughs> Um, and and then when you look in, at Arsenal, you had big game. You had big games not just from Saliba, but also from Gabriel. Gabriel scored the winner. Now, yes. Um, yes. And and Ben White played well. I mean, they didn't play insanely well, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes down to it. In fact, I had people trying to convince me uh, via tweet that mm. that uh, William Saliba did not have a good game at all. And then boom, <laughs> there he is. I know, and I, I honestly was like, am I, am I taking crazy pills? No, oh, he no, was no. the best player, the best defender on the pitch there. Mm -hmm. um, and when it comes down to it, uh, what, how uh, that loan to Marseille, that man. loan to Marseille, uh, I don't know if it, it, intentional, I don't know how close it ever got to Saliba leaving full-time, right, leaving, but that loan to Marseille was everything for William Saliba. Um, and Fuck. him coming back uh, and him continuing to put in uh, just beautiful, beautifully um, composed uh, games mm -hmm. left and right. Uh, it, it is pretty fun to watch. And then you then you like lick your chops because you're looking at this kid. He's still 21. <laughs> he's true. still so young. Um, so it's amazing. He, leave, he leaves Liga mm -hmm. as the best center back. OK, mm -hmm. in the league. And now he comes to the Prem. And I'm saying top three already for Saliba in the Premier League at 21. So the history has just started, okay? And you said about yeah. Gabriel, Gabriel Magalhães, and it's true. Gabriel Magalhães just got that extension until 2027, okay? And they need, they need to extend with Saliba, Saka, and Martinelli. Priority. Not another signing, okay? It's the extensions. I do think <laughs> a replacement for Parte would be important in January, but the extensions have to be locked up. So I really want to mention that. And two, and, a winger. Yeah. A winger, because Arsenal needs goals with the lack of goals of Gabriel Zouge, because he hasn't scored in eight games. And mm. let's be honest, if he doesn't score, 
like Martinelli, Saka, and another winger will have to compensate the goals that Gabriel Jesus doesn't score. So let's that ha needs yeah. to happen in the market. Needs to. I look, I look forward to the World Cup because you know we're also going to start to be able to wrap our hand, head around who are these targets that they should be going after, right? You're really going to get some time to breathe because all these fixtures just keep coming mm -hmm. rapid fire. But yeah, I, I, I think also, yeah, Thomas Partey showed how, how, how kind of important he is to these types of big wins as well. Um, and I'm, uh, I don't know. I mean, Arsenal just keeps, keeps on <laughs> and doing it. Uh, it's, it's like, it's true. It's, it's huge. True. And, and with two Arsenal, like I've got to get a big, big shout, the biggest shout to Arteta. Everyone doubted Arteta, and I gotta say, what a comeback, okay? Arteta right now, in 150 games, is the Arsenal manager with the most wins ever ahead of Arsene Wenger, okay? Arteta has 87 wins in 150 games, and Wenger has 82, okay? Elite stats from Mikel Arteta, and I've already seen shouts, okay, of Barca being interested, like, what the hell? So, yeah. it's not just Arsenal that recognizes what Arteta does, it's the football world, because again, everybody doubted him, Aubameyang bashed him, and he said, I'm gonna trust my philosophy, and those pillars, those key foundations of Arteta are showing results right now. The best start ever in Arsenal history, trusting the youth. So and they're prove they're everyone. doing it. They're doing it in spite of the crunky ownership, right? <laughs> uh, which which became a target of ire, understandably. They're spending so, but, more. They're spending hey, more. Yeah, I mean, you you just listed a few naysayers. You got to remember that both of us at one point were naysayers as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so it is it is wonderful to see a story like this pan out because we are at that point in the season where there's going to be itchy trigger fingers uh, when it comes to letting managers slide. You it's know, true. I'm talking Moyes. I'm talking, you know, we've already seen Stevie Gerrard get the ax and Unai Emery come in and do some wonderful stuff, which we'll get to, which we'll get to. And, uh, uh, but no. And we're, but we're Arsenal, saying Arsenal, like the replacement for Arteta would have been Conte. And yeah. we see that this season Conte hasn't have one win against the top six. The best result is a draw against Chelsea. Yeah. So big, big, big miss of Kulusevski. Very needed. Mm. And more signings. Mm. They need mm. more finishers than Son, Kane, and Richarlison. Okay? Oh, Son. What, what, they need more options attacking-wise. Kulusevski, yeah. he's back, but he's still not fully back. And once again, if he goes, it can't be Bentakur the one conducting the midfield going forward, man. Okay? So that has to be mentioned. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I didn't mean for us to jump all around London right now, but yeah, Tottenham's got their own mm -hmm. their own issues, and and the, the funny thing is, is it's it's not Tottenham in the top four no longer, Chelsea in the top four no longer, Manchester United, which had a shot at getting into the top four, no longer right now. Who's in the top four right now? Who is? Who's in third place? One of I the richest you. clubs in the world, though. One of the richest clubs in the world. And a club oh, that only conceded my. 11 goals this season, okay? Miguel Almiron. Seven yeah. goals, okay? In yeah. seven games. And in four consecutive games, he scored already, Almiron. He's on fire okay and paraguay star i'm shook yeah i'm shook yeah. you you called 
him from the MLS times. You told me he was a stud, and I said, oh, no, could be American bias. You were right, Bretson. You were yeah, right. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a guy that works his absolute tail off. True. And uh, I, I think when somebody doubts him, he's one of those, one that, uh, one of those ones that obviously uh, – takes it to heart and says, watch what I do, because exactly. this this guy, he might still be replaced in the future, mm -hmm. right? He might still have some high-priced target but he'll be come involved. in that has better pedigree, but Al Marone has now, uh, yeah, affixed himself, has now um, affixed mm -hmm. himself to St. James Park. Okay. I mean, people look at him and they see the work ethic. They True. see uh, that that when, when properly backed, when properly supported, that he will deliver. Um, it also helps that you've got guys like Kieran Trippier that um, is doing doing the work. He literally is. Uh, is it weird to say he is the best right be right back in uh, Premier League football right now? Uh, I won't say the best best English. I'll say best English. Yes, definitely. Cons yeah, yeah. Conceal for me. Okay. I can't can't forget him. He got that red card. Yes, but Trippier yeah. for me is the best English right back. Okay. okay, leading up to the World Cup, and I do think at the right. If Reese James yeah. is not back and Walker too, I think Trippier will be definitely at that right back slot, in my opinion. And shout out to Tebrungi Marange, man. What a goal yeah. it was. And I'm, mm. I'm sick of this Brungi Marange being the best out of the top six midfielder. No, people. Brungi Marange is one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. Simply put, okay? And that's why he starts for brazil okay that's the levels that he's at right now a hundred percent in my opinion world class hey. i'll say it i'll say it at st james park you have a world-class player that is Brungi I really but the that. but but the real ones the real ones from the beginning from the beginning of this newcastle takeover will remember chris wood oh and chris wood with a goal off the bench we got to remember that he was mr what 20 million dollar man mm -hmm. i remember being like what the heck i still think it was an absolute waste of money and burnley did end up going down but, but but like but like what just imagine just think about how far that squad mm -hmm. has come because mm -hmm. they were literally spending 20 million on a striker they shouldn't have just to pull them away from Burnley, mm -hmm. just so they would go down instead of Newcastle. And now we're talking about Newcastle in the flipping top three. Unbelievable. Okay. Right decisions. Right decisions. Botman, that defense, okay? 11 yeah. goals in the Prem. And they, they yeah. didn't spend more than 100 million, man. Just Maguire. Just Maguire was more than the Newcastle defense, man. That is insane. And this is the yeah. best defense in the Prem. Eddie House going bold. Botman, Trippier, Pope. Everyone. Dan Byrne, I love yeah. them. I love every single player of that <laughs> team, man. So I'm, I'm a huge supporter of what Newcastle's doing. Because it's the rebuild. Not going crazy. Yeah. I know they spent the 70. I keep on saying of Isaac, yeah. which... You can't get strikers for a good price right now. It's very hard, man. Fours are going crazy high. So, yeah, man. I, I, I'm I, big, big supporter of the rebuild. And you said Almiron in the future. Yeah. He'll always be involved, too. I completely agree. A player like Almiron, Nick Pope, uh -huh. uh, Dan Byrne, Alan St. Maxine, in, in three years' time, they might just be on the bench, just feeling the spirit, the Geordie spirit of Newcastle that wants to badly, badly succeed because, yeah, this is Champions League levels potential. So, well, and and it just goes to show that if you, you know, if you put the right 
person in charge, if you put the right chemistry together, which obviously took time and will continue to take time, you don't need to go panic by Wesley Fafana for $80 million. You don't need to go panic by um, certain players just because you have this Ooh. money. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking at you, Todd Bowley, just because you <laughs> have this money burning a hole in but your Fofana's pocket. Fofana's good. Fofana, I think, will be a and good Fofana one. Fofana will, will come good if he can get over his injuries. But Sven Botman has been, you know, not just two times the signing. Botman was 40. Fofana was 80, right? He has not just been two times the signing. Right now, he's been four times the signing. Um, <laughs> and, and, and at the center, and he's young, and he's he's ready to go. And, and the funny I, thing is, is I don't even I don't even know if we're going to see him uh, play a role for the Netherlands. I, I in don't the think World he Cup. starts. I don't think he starts. No. That just shows like the level of a signing of Timber would have been for yeah. United. Like Timber, they leaked. So that's uh, that's a, but the like, crazy thing. Like Bot- Botman right now is better than Timber. Ah, uh, I don't agree. Personally, oh. personally, I go. To I don't know. I, I watched. I watched IX PSV. I've I've watched a lot of IX over the last. I have not been impressed with Timber. And, uh. and they're still obviously still being young. There's plenty. So, but I don't want to get off on a tangent because we got <laughs> limited time here. That, Sorry, that's, but but it's, this, it goes to show yeah. Newcastle is doing the right decisions, and that people is going crazy. But we're going with yeah. Tottenham with Liverpool, and again, I'm going to point fingers at. Not at Tottenham and Conte, okay? I think Conte is seriously doubting if he stays at Tottenham, okay? Because he doubts he can win a title with Tottenham. And if Conte doesn't do it, man, it's going to look very, very bad for Tottenham this future, okay? Because Kane won't stay. Son won't stay after Conte goes, in my opinion. Lloris goes. So that's a captain. That's a, that's a, a legend of the club goes to. So, and even Bale, Bale, okay, like he, he went and he's gone, he's won trophies nonstop ever since he left too, Tottenham. Too soon, too, too, sorry, too soon. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But like, it's, it's what I mean is like Tottenham, <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's like Tottenham, the future, I'm not seeing a bright future personally, uh, yeah. in my opinion, man. in my opinion. Yeah, and, and, and obviously in, employing somebody like Antonio Conte with a pedigree of Antonio Conte, um, it also virtually guarantees that 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 um, mm-hmm. that youth academy is never going to be touched, uh, right? Not once. Who can uh, be have, is? Who can be I, is? With well, that, well, that's that's the thing. We don't we don't necessarily know. I know they have a couple names, but Antonio mm-hmm. Conte is not going to use them. Okay, <laughs> uh, like you're not seeing Dane Scarlett get any sort of a, a chance. They need goals. They need striker. They need whatever. He's he's out. I don't. Is he out on loan? Yeah, I think he is out on that, you know, like, you do, but like yeah. those names, those names. Yeah. They have a couple guys, Alfie Devine, who's very, very good. More of a playmaker plays in their uh, UEFA youth league um, squad, but I, you're never going to see Antonio Conte use him. That's mm. just not him. Okay. But, so what it comes down to is it, I'm a hundred percent agreeing with you. This feels like early day Conte where he's like making, but making excuses. Like my squad is not good. My squad is not good. My squad is not good. True. He also deserves some blame for these last few results, uh, right? And losing Son, mm-hmm. they got back Kulu, but losing Son is, is going to be tough. And I only hope, yeah, let's do this, right? I only hope that uh, Son makes it back for, for the World Cup. Just like I said with Chelsea, I think badly Tottenham also need those transfers, man. And going to yeah. Liverpool, man. Liverpool, mm. big boy teams. Big boy game yeah. from Liverpool, okay? And in the Premier League, Salah seems to show up in these big 
games, two crucial goals, okay? And yeah. Mo Salah went bold. I got to say just that. And he, if, he he, if he keeps on with this form, we're definitely going to see Mo Salah with 20 league goals this season that Liverpool desperately needs, okay, to be back in this yeah. top four race. And it's the first win, away win, this season of Liverpool. So Klopp must be begging, begging for Jude Bellingham to go to Liverpool to go to this midfield next to Thiago Alcantara because they need something different, man. But again, Mo Salah, big shout out to him, man. What a game. Yeah, but even if Jude comes in, it doesn't guarantee Thiago stays healthy enough uh, to stick around. But listen, it's good. It's already Sal- it's better than what's yeah. happening. <laughs> Salah back. I mean, I've never. Salah has one of the quickest windups, you know, in all of football when it comes to taking a shot. Uh, I would have lollygagged on that ball and not been able to get it on frame. Uh, not that, you know, not that I am even an iota of what Mo Salah could do. But Mo Salah, that quick shot, that, you know, reception of the ball in the box and quick fire into the corner, you just knew it was going to be Salah's game. And Mo Salah now, you have you may have already mentioned, he's got five goals in his last four games. Um, so he is very much feeling it. Um, and it seems like they've already forgotten that uh, odd loss to Leeds United mm. um so that's good and no world cup no world cup for Salah no too so he's gonna be recovery time and gonna be stronger in January just like okay just yeah. like a man that yeah. scored his 18th Erling Haaland okay has scored his 18th Premier League goal in 12 games already okay has more goals than his dad in the, in the Premier League, man, that is insane. Okay, and this man yeah. is still like we're still at the beginning of November. Insane levels, okay, by Holland and a match winner, a match winner yeah. at the end. Yeah. Okay, I know it's a penalty, Dude, but there was a VAR the... goal. There was a VAR oh. offside. Okay, that was yeah. centimeters, and that goal, I think it was deserved. So Man City. Oh. Man City, no. they're going to get the trouble. I believe in it, too. Oh, <laughs> I hope not. If they get calls like that, they'll absolutely get the trouble. My goodness. <laughs> that was the softest penalty I have ever seen. Uh, Anthony Robinson, or Jedi Robinson is what he goes as, is mm-hmm. the guy that somehow ghosted. Um, you know, this this guy somehow knocked down a six-foot-four, you know, Norse god. Uh, uh, and, and he just he, he blew over... You know, the winds just blew him over, and, and he put that 97th minute, 96th minute penalty kick. I mean, come on. That's just a crap goal to con- congratulate him on. But I'm, he- I'm here for it. He's back from injury. He's scoring again. He knew that Lionel Messi uh, passed him in goal involvements this season, and Cody Gakpo passed him in goal involvements this season. So he had to get back to scoring goals, I guess. But, yeah, were Manchester City the better team than Fulham? Sure. But yes, they man, were, with ten they men, were, they were the better team. With yeah, absolutely. Because they still they had seventy three percent possession with ten men. That is just unreal uh, to believe that they just dictated that game so much. But um, it still felt a little hard done that in the ninety six minute they get that d- delightful call, like, wonderful call. Cancelo, uh, like he he no no yeah. worries. Cancelo got subbed. Like no, Cancelo yeah. got sent off in the first half. In the first mm. half, and I got to say this too, man. Julian Alvarez in this game yeah. reminded to the world that if he was in any other Premier League team, he most likely would be starting, okay? Yeah. What a finish that was. And I wouldn't be surprised if he definitely has more than 10 Premier League goals 
this season, okay? Or, Haaland, like, and Alvarez, what a duo to have, man. Yeah, or or hear me out, or hear me out. He's another uh, Pep Guardiola. Julian Alvarez becomes another Pep Guardiola offering mm. uh, in order to make the rest of the Premier League more interesting. <laughs> Imagine he goes to Chelsea, yeah. or he goes to arsenal um and starts banging in goals for them a la gabriel jesus Uh, i'm i'm kidding i am absolutely kidding here but at some point it's going to get annoying for julian alvarez who is a massively natural finisher Mm -hmm. has clearly had no problem fitting into the system whatsoever at some point it's going to get annoying that he is not the head honcho i think holland is inevitably going to leave and i think the moment when holland leaves like 2024 2025 i think alvarez will be the main man and then that's that that new aguero the new aguero type that's how beat that can be the new name for Alvarez. Le Araña well, Aguero. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, while we're on the Manchester City uh, yes. run, because I'm I'm with you. It feels like momentum's building, and my goodness, I cannot wait until City and Arsenal mm-hmm. uh, actually you know meet and and get this over with. Or they already met once, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. No, have Man, no, Man City and Arsenal played? No, yet? I haven't no, seen it. No, it's still no. Still no, no, not yet. And, um, uh, but mm-hmm. b- before we move on from Manchester City, no. I have. I have to bring up midweek. I understand where it's it's old news, but you got to bring up Rico Lewis. Okay, you got to bring up Rico Lewis. First off, mainly because there aren't many of these youth academies that break their way through like Phil Foden has. Um, but mm-hmm. Rico Lewis uh, has managed to not only score a goal in his first European start, right? He became the youngest player to ever do it. Okay. And the only per or the person that he beat out to that record, this is Rico Lewis. Uh, the person he beat out to that record was no other than Kareem Benzema for Lyon um, back in the day, back in, in his, his early days. So I, I just, you got to shout it out because whether people like it or not, Manchester city's Academy mm-hmm. is just bursting with phenomenal players. Fuck. Borges. Right. Uh, You've got these guys that are are just really should be a part of the system, but it's really hard when you have the quality at your fingertips with Pep uh, to be able to do that. And it was wonderful to see him get that opportunity in Europe. So kudos to you, Rico Lewis. And you said Carlos Borges and Carlos Borges scored a poker. Okay. uh, Four (sighs) goals against Man United. And he does the Christian celebration. I love to see it. And he was registered in the Champions League. For Man City. Yeah. So if, if it's desperately needed, Carlos Borges can deliver. But Portuguese people start to look. Start to look mm. at the Man City prodigy of Carlos Borges. But I want to yeah. say, but like, Fulham, okay, they played against 10. But it's still yeah. Man City. And they played very well, in my opinion, how they did, okay? And I just want to give a shout, a very big shout to Andres Pereira, okay? Absolutely. Which he, he, right now, he's crea- he's the only player, okay? Only De Bruyne has created more chances than Andres Pereira in the Premier League this season, okay? Ooh. And in my opinion, Andres Pereira is playing better than Fred, okay? <laughs> and he's playing better than Coutinho this season 100 percent. so andres pereira for fulham bargain signing okay and crucial crucial next to Palinha. so great absolutely from Mark Silva. 
And I believe Andreas Pereira is the only person in the Premier League, the only player in the Premier League that is also going to get a Copa Libertadores medal. So good, good for him, right? No, but Andreas Pereira, I mean, everyone was saying when he was signed for Fulham, mm. oh, especially United fans were saying, hey, look at this. They brought back uh, the the preseason Pele or whatever, the exactly. preseason, the guy, the preseason stat patter. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you know, Fulham's within striking distance of potentially taking over Manchester United. No, I don't think that's going to happen. But Andreas Pereira, João Paulinho, mm-hmm. uh, Timmy Ream having his uh, – one of the best seasons we've ever seen him have in the Premier League, which, to be honest, is not saying too much. But he has turned into a positioning god for Fulham. And it is nice to see this Marco Silva team um, looking like a team that is going to stay in the Premier League, not just for one season, but for several seasons. And we hope that that is the is what the outcome is in this scenario. So great, great shout out for Pereira because he deserves every bit that's coming to him. And then we have Tite with that Brazil national team selection <laughs> that everybody must be dying to see. But we're speaking yeah. about like players, underrated players out here. I'm going to say mm-hmm. managers. So with Aston Villa, Aston ah. Villa, we got to say that 3-1 win. <laughs> It's a Man United, okay? A bit of a scuffle between Christian and Tyron Mings, okay? That wasn't nice to see. And it's the first match that Christian captained this season, and it didn't go well. Why? Because they were playing against the inevitable underrated manager, underdog manager of Unai Emery, saying good evening to everyone in the Prem. I am back. I am back. back. And look at the stats. It's the first home win. It's, ma- it's the first win in Old Trafford from Aston Villa since ni- the 19th of August of 1995. 1995. Wow. So what a start from Munay Emery starting his job now at Aston Villa. Insane. Yeah, I feel sheepish. I feel sheepish. I, it's only one game. It's only one game, but I do feel sheepish because uh, they, they outplayed Manchester United. They outplayed <laughs> them very, very well. Um, and it looked like a team that was ready for ready for a fresh start, right? Because Tyrone Mings obviously would have not gotten into a scuffle with Ronaldo if Steven Gerrard was still on the sideline. Ah, I like because I, I I, don't think his verve would have been there. I don't think his head would have been in the game. I don't think his, like, boxing gloves would have been on. Um, and you saw that throughout the squad and throughout that game, that Aston Villa was just a jump mm-hmm. uh, to every ball. Uh, Jacob Ramsey looking phenomenal right for them with a goal and assist i believe he's one of only four players to do to not only score a goal but to assist and on top of that have an own goal in the same game and there you go (laughs) 21 or 22 year old jacob ramsey uh is your guy but 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 unai emery okay it's clearly guys that are ready to prove themselves because leon bailey looks a different player already I agree. Um, so I, I I love to see it, and I, I don't know what's going to happen with Villa, but there are other teams that have worse problems than Aston Villa do right now, and if they continue to play like that, uh, I don't think Villa has to worry about bottom half of the table any longer. I agree, I um, agree. I think they'll be top 14 with Unai Emery, man. That is a clear yeah. intent of change by the Aston Villa team. And I agree. I was surprised with I was surprised with how Man United played. I got to be honest, man. Uh, I was expecting yeah, more. Good. I was expecting yeah. more from the team. And with Garnacho starting too, man. Oh, you got to expect so much, man. But in 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 the Europa League, I got to say though, he's got that first goal, first professional goal. What a dream for your first professional goal! Be of an assist right. of Christian Ronaldo. 
playing for Man United. You couldn't ask yeah. for better. So that celebration, Garnacho, I am loving yeah. what I'm seeing, man. And I, I got to say, big thumbs up to Lisandro Martinez, which he for sure is helping that development of Garnacho at United. Yeah. I'm honestly going to put this loss to Villa at 10 Hogs feet. I'm not going to put it at anybody else's because he started Garnacho a, a couple days after starting Garnacho, you know, <laughs> and, and the kid's 18 years old. Uh, I don't care how good he is. He's he, sure he's confident, but at the same time, uh, that's a lot to put on your legs uh, in one day. It was nice to see Shoratiri on the bench. It was nice to see, you know, a, a couple youth products on the bench, but, but my goodness, uh, there was nothing going on mm-hmm. with United. I mean, Ronaldo didn't look interested in the game. Mm. I'm sorry. He didn't. It, it, he didn't. Wasn't, it wasn't the um, best game. It wasn't the best no. game. And Unai Emery no. definitely knows how to react to Ronaldo. That's, that's mm. like, mm. <laughs> it's, I feel like I, I really liked, I really liked how Aston Villa played. Again, I was shocked yeah. with the level. Mings was yeah. better. Like <laughs> Jacob Ramsey. Like, that own goal, okay, that was unlucky. But the rest, the rest, yeah. and he won't even be called up, okay? Or he's nope. not even in the in the debate to be called nope. up for this English national team. Jacob Ramsey, yeah. just like James Madison. James Madison. Yeah. If James Madison, okay, isn't selected, and a Sancho, <laughs> a, a player like Sancho or a Warprow, something just crazy out of the blue, it happens, yeah. man, that's total disrespect, man. Call up Madison for the World Cup. Just want to say he's that. not going to. He's nice. not going to. I honestly don't believe he's going to. But if yeah, if you if you go back at the stats and you look at you know English, I don't care midfielders, forwards collectively, uh, and you uh, look at goal involvements uh, since I think the beginning of what mm-hmm. beginning of twenty twenty two or maybe the beginning of last season, I have no clue. But if you look at the stats, James Madison is right up there, and he's had some injuries anything. along the way, um, and. I know. And he, and Madison's got this bite to him. You know, we talked about Mason Mount last week and how he doesn't have that bite. And and it was in existence again, uh, versus Arsenal. Um, James Madison has this bite to him. He's got that, what do you you call it? He's got that dog in him, um, that he just always wants to prove himself. And and that's a guy that it could be remarkably valuable Mm -hmm. at the world's cup. Remarkably valuable. Imagine him coming in the last 20, 25 minutes. Right. Um, Set pieces. uh, He's he's phenomenal all across the board. Um, His his biggest issue is is his injury problems over the past few years. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I love that. I love that shout because I 100 percent believe he should be on the plane. I am not so sure Southgate's going to put him there. (laughs) Madison. And it's the fact, too, like Madison should have that ruthlessness because he didn't get picked by any of the top six teams and in my opinion madison should definitely be contemplating a team like newcastle newcastle Mm -hmm. a new rebuild brungi marange madison that resilience like the midfield would be elite in my opinion or even if it doesn't work out okay madison Mm -hmm. people will be like okay he can be a bench player in the future he's english so just the Mm -hmm. fact that he's english he'll be good to be involved and I don't think his release clause. I don't. I, I don't know how many years he's got left, but not too many. Not too many at Leicester. So they can manage to get a good deal in the next year or the in in, the, in two years time, definitely. So let's wait and see about Madison. 
But uh, in the Prem, you still have any shouts? You have the Leeds. Yeah, well, Leeds. Yeah. Well, he, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were all talking about Brendan Rodgers probably being on the hot seat. Uh, but it was uh, Ralph Hasenhuttle. Uh, that recently uh, got his boot. Um, Southampton got raided for Joe Shields. Mm-hmm. Southampton has a bunch of young kids. Ralph Hasenhuttle has been on and off the, the mm-hmm. person uh, that has been blamed for it over the last four years, and yet they kept keeping him, right? Mm-hmm. So not entirely surprising, but I am surprised in how David Moyes and West Ham look right now. Um, they've got eight glasses already. They're still in the relegation or near the relegation zone. Mm-hmm. Some big, big, big changes are coming. Um, and another coach, you just mentioned it, that I thought was going to be there and has <laughs> literally saved saved his butt uh, with wins over Liverpool and wins <laughs> over, uh, who was that against? Bournemouth. Um, Bournemouth, much needed, right? Much, much needed. And here's what it comes down to. It It is not the guys that you would think that are saving the day but. at Leeds United. If there's one thing that's for sure, every player on that field plays for Jesse Marsh. True. And if he has nothing, he at least has that. Okay? <laughs> uh, because Crescencio Somerville is not some some player that anybody knew heading into this season. If you follow Leeds, you know that they have some very interesting bright young stars that have done pretty well for them in the Premier League too, Somerville being one of them. But did I have Crescencio Somerville singing two or singing, scoring two game winning goals against Liverpool and Bournemouth in like the last five minutes of the game on my bingo card? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's amazing. Gil Hart, Sam Greenwood. Like yeah. Tyler Adams, Brendan Aronson, Rasmus Christensen. All these yeah. players are like under 24s. So the yeah. Leeds development once, and Ilan Meslier can't forget. All these yeah. players are going to go for a good price. So the development of Leeds United, once again, showing results. They literally yeah. only need to stay in the Prem. And they'll be selling all these players. <laughs> all oh, these players. <laughs> but, but, but literally, like, there's an issue because their defense, Leeds' defense, <laughs> is still atrocious. I mean, they are not good. And it just goes to show you, Bournemouth put three up on them before somebody on that field woke up. And I do credit, Tyler Adams has changed that team in, in that there's this never quit, like, always pissed off type of mentality to Leeds United, right? Mm. Christensen is another one that plays like that. He plays like somebody is dating his sister, okay? <laughs> he, he, he Honestly, he is always angry, and Tyler Adams is like that too. Tyler Adams, I don't know if you watched him on the field during that game, especially during that beautiful remontada uh, where they scored three goals in 35 minutes. He was getting into fights and scuffles all over the place. And if Tyler Adams plays like that for the U.S. national team uh, mm. during this upcoming World Cup. He is easily <laughs> their most important player on the pitch. Ahead of McKenney. Uh, well, yeah, ahead of McKenney. I mean, ahead of McKenney as of late, yes. Okay. Uh, McKenney at his best? Mm. I don't know. But can you have both, right? McKenney <laughs> at his best and Adams at his best and Moose at his best and Pulisic at his best, please. Just give me all. And Giorena. And, yeah, and, <laughs> and Brendan Aronson. Oh, my days. If all these players are at their best, man, you're definitely going through with Wales. Because England. Yeah. England's definitely going through. But we can, yeah. World Cup talk, man. We're about to yeah. go bold with that. So if you're oh, enjoying yeah. this video, okay, until now, don't forget to like this video on YouTube community. But now, 
Switching leagues, okay. Premier League. Let's go for the Bundesliga, okay. The youth league. The youth league. Because something yeah. amazing happened against Boschum with Dortmund winning 3-0. And two of those goals, okay. Two <laughs> goals. Yusufa Mukoko at 17 is scoring braces, okay, in the yeah. Bundesliga like it's nothing. Expected right now. Insane, yeah. okay. Howler, okay, for unfortunate circumstances that happened, but Mukoko yeah. is showing up and showing. Why don't I have that extension already, Dortmund, until 20? Mm -hmm. My contract is until 2023. Mukoko's playing yeah. like he needs to get that extension. Definitely, okay. And he became the youngest player ever, ever to score 10 Goals in the Bundesliga. So Jude, yep. Beng Jude Bellingham, youngest captain ever this season, and Mukoko, the youngest to score 10 goals. Once again, Absolutely. trusting the youth, Dortmund's going bold. Yeah, and I, I, I believe, I have, a, I have a hunch here, I believe that before Erling Haaland left, mm. he talked, yes. uh, I, I, or he gave Yusufa Mukoko a little bit of his strength. Uh, because that that first goal that he scored was a flipping rifle, um, and and it was it was beautiful to see. First off, it takes a certain special striker to pull the trigger like that. When you have Reyna running off to your side, you have what? No, I'm gonna take it myself and basically bury the goalkeeper uh, myself. And that's exactly what you need to see from Yusufa Mukoko. Um, so it is wonderful to think that he's getting his chance now. Uh, and even in reserve, they haven't woken up the beasts that could be Daniel Malin, that could be uh, Karim Adeyemi. Uh, if Gio Reyna continues to stay healthy, we know he's going to grow into a much, much bigger role on the Dortmund team. So, um, but yeah, Mukoko getting that record ahead of Florian Wirtz. Um, it's beautiful to see, and he is not the only one doing it in the Bundesliga. Ahead of uh, Wirtz, man. Uh, that's a really yeah. good shout that you gave right there. Reminder to the world that Wirtz needs to be a name to be put out there but at amy man i hopefully big expectations yes. from at amy from salzburg to dortmund and mukoko man it's overshadowing and another player i gotta say this shocked me that's overshadowing a lot of players in the world okay definitely strikers it's shupu watting shupu watting yeah. has 14 <laughs> games 10 goals and three assists man no Lewandowski. No problem, yeah. as it seems, man. But again, Musiala, Kimish, all these players providing for the striker. It's inevitable for him to score goals. But big shout it out. Is. Big shout out to Shupumati. And I was like thinking, imagine if Olivier Giroud had gone mm. to uh, Bayern Munich. Would he be mm. more respected in the world of football right now? Like, I was thinking about that. <laughs> may, may, maybe i mean it takes a really it takes a person with their head under a rock to not see how big olivier Giroud has been Facts. uh for ac milan Facts. plus he probably doesn't care that much because he does have a scudetto in his back pocket <laughs> um and, and he's on his way to fighting for another playing another important role for them but yeah uh chupa moting i mean you almost you have like he barely plays right but when he does he scores goals and either that is a testament to how good he is at his positioning, or it's a testament to how good Bayern is um, in in their in their roles, right? In their they they're comfortable. I mean, that is Nagelsmann, um, kind of in a nutshell. And then Chupamot Chupamoting man, but he wasn't doing that at PSG. True, 
True, and the ancient of Shupumotig, man. Insane yeah. how he goes from, like, PSG to Bayern. And he's always playing a bit, as it seems. So, as it seems, Ch career management, insane. Yeah. Chupamoting is doing what everyone thought Alvaro Morata would do. Going from <laughs> going from amazing team to amazing team, except Chupamoting actually scores goals. Right now, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, true. And people, there's conspiracy theories that Morata is money laundering right there. So oh, oh, yeah, there's conspiracies terrible. about that in the football Twitter space. Just saying. Well, just I'll tell you, saying, you, man. you know who is not money laundering? Mm. Who also has his roots in PSG? Ah, um, that is Christo and Kunku, man. Because every time you think he's gonna slow down, fact. this guy does not slow down. And I want, I want to see him mm -hmm. play a big role for France in the World Cup. Christo and Kunku had is coming off a of fifty-five goal involvement season last season Ooh. and everyone probably thought you know that's probably one and done it's probably a fluke it's nope. probably just one of those breakout season that gets him paid nope he's got 16 goals two assists in 21 games this season they are on a 10 game tear eight wins two draws since the beginning of uh since the beginning of october mm -hmm. and Christo and kunku is the reason why RB Leipzig? I I buried them at the beginning of the season because they started off horrendously, and then what did they do? They finished in the top two of their Champions League group, and they're climbing up the table. And it's all because of this twenty-four-year-old, this twenty-four-year-old kid. It's amazing. Man, in the Bundesliga, eleven goals in thirteen games, insane. Oh. Man, Hoffenheim couldn't stop him, and he can't, like Inkunku. If Inkunku doesn't start for France ahead yeah. of Antoine Griezmann, I, seriously, yeah. there's serious problems. Okay, with their champs. For making yeah. that decision happen, okay? And the best player in the Bundesliga. It's not even like yeah. a bold take on that. And no Werner, right. and Kunku still delivers. Like Yeah, and, and let's be honest, Griezmann's used to coming off the bench, right? You <laughs> know, because otherwise they have to... Just kidding. But, but yeah, Christo and Kunku 100% needs to start uh, for mm -hmm. Le Bleu because I think just like we were talking about that chip on your shoulder type of... Christo Nkunku plays like that. He plays like somebody has hurt him in the past. And I want to see that for Les Bleus. I don't want to see some entitled, you know, it's, whatever. It's, it's, uh, it's, World uh, Cup champions. I, and, and Upe Mekano too. I just mentioned with that Bayern win against Serta 3-2. Like, Shupu Moting went yeah. bold. And Upe Mekano, yeah. there's big improvements on his side. And Upe Mekano and Saliba definitely are two center backs that must be going to Qatar, in my opinion. Upe Mekano better much better in decision making and those mistakes are much yeah. less okay a lot of mistakes last season but oh. this one this one it's not the same but i just well. want to say too on bundesliga because i gotta mention this team too man the top yeah. the top the top of the league team union berlin lost to the team that's doing a great rebuild by picking chabi alonso okay five yeah. nil win okay and tapsova inkapi all these bold players are turning up. And I got to say, Moussa Diaby, two goals with Xabi Alonso. Adam Holzek, a goal and an assist. So I am mm -hmm. not surprised that the players that love goals love Xabi Alonso. Florian Wirtz, uh. Palacios, Jeremy Fringpong must be in that plane to Qatar too, okay? So I really believe highly, highly in this Leverkusen team. Yeah, just... just 
end the schizophrenia, please. End the schizophrenia because that is what it has been to be a Bayer Leverkusen, um, <laughs> you know, watcher this season because nobody expected that. Now, let's be honest. Ah. Union Union Berlin has been they have been punching above their weight for the last few seasons and if you look at their xg right which is expected goals mm-hmm. their xg is is low it's low and yet they have scored so many more goals than what were expected and they had found themselves at the top of the table due to a very organized way that they play and some very timely goals from Sabachu and Geraldo Becker mm-hmm. there is a team behind it that has been one point i think now in second place that has not been getting the credit they deserve because they Mm. have not been at the top of the table and that's freiburg Mm. freiburg uh you don't know any of the people on their on their you know on the pitch for them right i believe michael gregorich is one of their best players okay (laughs) so what it comes down to is is it is it is cramped at the top dortmund's even still in it um, but you got to give kudos to some of these teams that are really making a run at it while Leipzig finds their feet again, while Dortmund finds their feet again, while Leverkusen finds their feet again. Um, and I'm 100% here for it because uh, while we all know Bayern's probably going to still win it in the end, mm-hmm. at least for now, there's a little parody in the German Bundesliga. And, and Leipzig, man, I'm going to give big credits with them. I, I'm going to go back to them because Leipzig yeah. did take that decision of we're going to keep Nkunku another season. We're going to keep mm-hmm. Guardiola another season. We're going to sign mm-hmm. in Timo Werner, okay? So they're making tough calls and the right calls, as it seems, right now. And the manager changed too. So RB <laughs> Leipzig is going bold and they're definitely aiming for the Bundesliga title this season because there's an opening. There is sure. an opening. And I can't see Dortmund. Like, the rebuild after Jude, like, uh, the rebuild after uh, Jude is going to be insane. I have no idea. Or Kun Koksu? Is that the midfield you'll get from Feyenoord type beat? I have no idea how Dortmund be. is going like, gonna to deal with it. Like, he's not as mul- Koksu is not as uh, multi-dimensional as Jude Bellingham yeah, is. But it had to he, be a six and an eight. I agree. Definitely. Yeah, he, yeah. It, it's the Calvin Phillips conundrum for Leeds United. You can't replace him outright. You have to get two guys to to exactly. kind of platoon together to form one. And Jude Bellingham is probably three guys in one right now. <laughs> he's doing it's as true. a 19-year-old. Uh, but no, it it is good to see. And one last thing in the Bundesliga, really mm-hmm. quickly. Uh, there, wonderful to hear. Alfonso Davies uh, during Byron's game over the weekend uh, ran off, uh, ran off, limped off with a tweaked whatever, and it does seem mm-hmm. like this is not something that's going to threaten his World Cup okay. squad, his World Cup participation. So I know uh, every all Concacaf, uh, mm-hmm. you know, fans, if you will, whether you're oh, Mexican, definitely. whether you're American, whether you're whatever, you're still looking. the The World Cup would be a worse off place if it did not have Alfonso Davies playing his first World Cup. Uh, So I am 100% excited um, to see him suiting up for Canada. Um, So uh, I'm sure the people at home that are Belgium, Moroccan, and Croatian, they're they're looking. (laughs) They're looking because Canada, that group is so interesting, okay? I'm going to love to see your final thoughts on that one. That The video is going to be out soon, people, okay? So you might as well subscribe to FC Wonder Kid on YouTube. If you're listening hmm. until now, but we're talking here Bundesliga and in the La Liga, something big, very big happened. And I was quite surprised with how fast ev- all the news came out about PK retirement. And I got to yeah. say, best 
decision he could have done. PK doesn't depend on football right now, and he's already getting getting commissions. Okay, with La Liga playing in in, in other in other in other countries. Okay, right. so I really feel like as a businessman, PK he's doing very well. He's already having um, a function inside Barca of doing deals and with the league. So I just want to say to PK, great decision. Okay, to retire right now, and I fully expect PK to try to be the next president of Barcelona. And I do think he's going to win it. I do think he's going to win it because again, he's an elite businessman. So You don't think you don't think past exploits with um that's going to hurt it. No. That's no. Gavi, hurt. Gavi was that's crying, man. Gavi was yeah, crying man. with I know. So I I'm, I'm sure PK again, he's a club legend, man. He's involved yeah. he's been involved. No, he is. With everything with Barca. And just the way he speaks about Gavi and Pedri, like, it's really in a loving way. So, PK yeah. knows that he was being a burden right now for Barca. Mm. I really feel like he felt it. Xavi must have been straight up with him. And that was the best decision for PK. But, Legend. But, Legend. But it is really interesting that he picked this particular moment in time, like, for them to have kind of a center back injury crisis to then decide to step away because they do have a center back injury crisis. And yet I, I say that one side of the coin, I say that they have a injury crisis at center back, but Barcelona has also only conceded four goals this season in La Liga. So it can't be too bad or it could be because their offense is so dominant that the defense never really has to do a damn thing. Stegen. Um, yeah. Stegen. Stegen. But you, you want to know what I thought you were going to talk about instead of PK? Mm. I thought you were going to talk about the, the the world's confirmation that Alex Balde is not only Barcelona's best left back, but he's also their best right back. Right, 100% so, best fullback. 100%. <laughs> Go to Qatar, Balde, man. He needs uh, to 100% be on that plate, too. But yes, man, Ter Stegen, okay, has already equaled the amounts of clean sheets in La Liga that he had last season. And he's a fulcral, fulcral prayer, player for Barca to be going bold in the league. Not in the Champions League, they didn't. But in the league, they did go bold. No. But once again with PK2, I just want to say something very big that PK did, okay? Was he, PK, uh, Barca owes PK 18 million. 18 million right now. And he has uh, said that 30 million, they don't need to spend. So Barca will only spend 50 million <laughs> of the remains that PK that he has right now. So I think he's going to enjoy his retirement. And again, I really feel like he's going to try to be the Barca president in the future. So, yeah, that 30 million, I just wanted to say, it's still 30 million, can, man. So can, can we all can we all please just take a moment to realize what we're even talking about here? It's Barcelona made so many crappy deals for so many years, Fuck. but they have somehow convinced their legacy players, their best players to literally give them money back so that they could remain solvent and competitive. Either that's gaslighting or or there is obviously something special. I mean, I know the answer. There's something special at Barcelona mm -hmm. to make somebody go, ah, you know, I don't need the 30 million. Ah, I don't need the 30 million. That is He's insane. That would, be... It would never happen with any other club ever. He'll be so, badly judged if he didn't do it. Like, if PK didn't do that of the 30 million, I honestly think he wouldn't become 
the vice president in the future. Oh, uh, so, so it's a so it's a down payment on him becoming president. No, it's just a, a good way of starting things. Good way of <laughs> no, convincing I the vice public. I, I feel that's like an, I feel that's like an expense. That's an expensive way to start your campaign. But I hear you. <laughs> I, I I think more so Barcelona fans should still be up in arms. You can support the club, mm-hmm. but they should still be up in arms that they had criminals uh, at the top of their enterprise for as many years as they did. Uh, without anyone flushing them out and making them uh, pay absolutely dearly for it. And you can still love the club while doing that. Um, But no, I I agree. I agree. That is ridiculously um, charitable of PK to do. (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, Barcelona obviously is, you know, they're going to miss him. They are going to miss him. He's lost a step, but they're going to miss him. So it's, we'll, they we'll have see what happens. PK, like that center back, Puyol and PK. Those times are missed, yeah. man. Those times are yeah. Rems, Pep. Oh, man. What El Clasicos. Now, just, oh. now, just imagine if PK had had this type of career with Manchester United. Oh, best decision ever, ever to go Probably. to Barca and leave United. Dude, yes, sir. at the right time, man. And PK did yeah. just... That I just gotta say that, and I'm saying do things <laughs> at the right time, okay? And I'm gonna say I'm gonna just talk here fast about John Felix, but John Felix yeah. once again because once again a goal was needed, and coming off the bench, who did it? John Felix, and I think it's not bold to say right now, 100% John Felix is the best player in Athletic Madrid right now. And he's on the bench playing like 20 minutes. Simeone clearly has some personal grudge with Felix. And is he too good for you, mate? So he might just leave, okay? <laughs> Two goals, that brace man of the match. So start him the next game. No, he did not good enough. So <laughs> what does he need now? What does he need now? Unbelievable. He's going. And once he's again, going. he's in the same position. And he uses Jao Felix again, and he gets his point. Exactly. I, Simeone... Simeone for me has lost the plot, but I don't know. Watch him grind his way to a La Liga title this season. No, I doubt it. But uh, I honestly think that ship has sailed and, and he's going to lose Atletico Madrid at, at some point. In it. But Luis we all Enrique. must remember. Luis we mo- we all, right, but we all must remember. Simeone is still the most highly compensated coach on the planet. So, Bucks. you know. How is that possible, man? Playing the football that he plays. How does he receive more than a Guardiola, than a club? That is absolutely insane. And bad management from Atletico. Not getting a Jean Felix, man. Because every single team in the world wants a Jean Felix. That's the truth. And Atletico didn't have the coach to play with a Jean Felix. Because right now, he's saying, look what I can do. Look what I can do, man. I I just can't imagine. Imagine if Felix had Ancelotti or Xavi. Ancelotti or Xavi, man. Ancelotti is doing... Um, eh, wonders with Camavinga, Vini, Rodrigo. Even saying Rodrigo yep. is going to be a number nine in the future. What's the vision mm. he'd have with John Felix? Definitely a better one than Simeone, man. Oh. He'd have one. He'd at least have one. You know. <laughs> exactly. So there's exactly. that. Exactly. Um, exactly. Wow. Well, but, uh, I I don't know. You got anything else about La Liga? I want to hop over to Serie A for a second. <laughs> you know, we can we yeah we, I I we can go Serie A definitely, man. Because okay. no Kvisha. Well, Napoli still wins against Atalanta. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was not an easy test against Atalanta. Okay. Atalanta is still a good team. And they passed with flying colors. Why? Because they have depth. They somehow have depth. At the beginning of the season, nobody was expecting Napoli to have this type of depth. But when, when all your transfers 
happen to pan out like right away and they make ridiculous outsized contributions to your team's success, um, you can have Victor Osimhen um, going bold. You can have Peter Zielinski going bold. You don't need Kavard Skelia um, mm-hmm. to do everything for you, all while having an immensely solid uh, defense like Min Jae Kim. Um, and those mm-hmm. behind him. So top of the league, top of the Champions League group, uh, and a month of rest coming up for Victor Osimhen, for uh, for Kavicha, Kavard, Skelia, um, some of the best players, Labotka, some of the best players in Serie A right now are going to get to sit back and enjoy the next month uh, while everyone kills themselves uh, <laughs> for a month. Um, but no. Great show. With, yeah. and, and great show. And another player I want to give a shout is that left back man. I really think Matias Oliveira. <laughs> okay, yeah. Theo Hernandez exists, but Matias Oliveira as a signing for left back, one of the best yeah. in the world right now. Europe. How many tackles do you have? Oh, yeah. I, have, I have no idea, but he, yeah, clearly, clearly Uruguayan. Clearly Uruguayan. Yeah. That's what oh, I, yeah. Like tackles, <laughs> that's what you got to say. I agree, man. And the velocity, yeah. the positioning, and you don't like get out i like how how did, yeah. didn't people talk more about him man it's insane great scouting once again yeah. man like and i'm gonna say yeah. kvisha he didn't play okay but i did see uh, a, a lot of news about the price tag already being established because of yeah. uh, recent interest of chelsea and liverpool for kvisha kvaretskilia which is completely understood and the price tag yeah. is a hundred million Okay, Napoli's oh putting. And honestly, if Grealish Lee goes to City for a hundred, is yeah. more than worth it. And if he was yeah. Brazilian, if he was English, if he was Portuguese too, I believe, man, a hundred million would be doable because Rafael Leão is is being compared with Kvisha, and the numbers are one twenty and one fifty. So Kvaretskilia, yeah. I think, should be considered the same if he's got a good contract. Oh. So. Uh- so I'm gonna put a hundred million dollar contract or one uh, hundred million dollar price on the head of Miggy Almiron as well, uh, because <laughs> Almiron has done more than Grealish has. Um, that's for dang sure, um, and he continues to. In fact, Grealish has got a lot of catching up to do. Hell, I'd even say Phil Foden has a lot of catching up to do to Miggy Almiron. I'm uh, kidding here. All of this is tongue in cheek. No, I'm but, just kidding. No, but when no. it comes down to it, leave it to Todd Bowley. <laughs> leave it to Todd Bowley to say. Who has the most goal involvements right now? 100 million? Fine. Let's go. You know, <laughs> not that I'm saying Kavard Skilia couldn't do wonders at Stamford Bridge, but Stamford Bridge is very, very different than playing under Spalletti, right? Uh, playing yeah. under um, a, a wonderful uh, attacking kind of count. It just plays to every bit of Kavaradana's uh, mm-hmm. skill set. Um, to have them there, there that that I mean, come on, these people have forgotten about Lorenzo and Senior. Do you know how amazing it is that that even happened? Not Imagine. five years later, within one year, Dries Mertens and essentially Lorenzo and Senior have been forgotten, right? <laughs> Facts. Uh, Facts. So, Facts right there. Uh, That's a good one. What? Other other big thing with Syria, I just gotta give a you know clap after ten months. Federico Chiesa steps on the foot again, uh, steps on the field again for Juve, um, and I cannot be absolutely happy. Juve is still an absolute train train wreck right now. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but Federico Chiesa was so ridiculously electric during those Euros, um, and I I think I shed a tear when he actually went down um, because that man was on fire in form, and I can't wait, and I hope. 
he gets back to that once again. Love it. So. Love that mention, man. And I'm going to mention here, Saul Mayan here at the end, Neymar, man. What's happening, man? What a <laughs> game that was against Logia. No Messi, <laughs> but there was Neymar right there. And that's all you need. A goal and an assist. And after the age of 30, Neymar's stats are insane, man. He's got 38 games, 30 goals. And 17 assists after the age of 30. So he ain't stopping. He ain't stopping no. still. And it's just the start, especially leading up to this World Cup. And Gnat Sanj coming off the bench. I like to see him too. And Vitinha, masterclass quality. And Daniel Pereira scored. So I want to give a shout out to him too. Well, there 30, you go. Games there you go. 30 games and 30 games and beaten PSG in all competitions, Ooh. man. Only Benfica, okay, can stop a group in Europe. Okay, with a PSG as it seems, because Benfica yeah. did just start with Enzo, Roger oh. Schmidt, Antonio Silva, Gonzalo Kepsch, Merecido. Like, deserved. Yeah. Deserved, man. Uh, Roger Schmidt is uh, doing a lot better than Alfred Schroeder is doing at Ajax <laughs> right now, that's for sure. Uh, but no, I mean, come on. So. Six tiebreakers? Mm -hmm. Six tiebreakers? I, I don't. Do you think Jao Mario knew? knew yes, he that he when knew. he scored that goal that he, he broke, broke the tiebreaker that he is knew. insane he that's knew. that's absolutely amazing that they ran up that score mm -hmm. uh because you know what a just that that's just that's why this champions league Mentality. as many negatives as, as people might have with the champions league setup you're not gonna get this crap with the super league you're <laughs> not gonna get this crap with the super league that was so much fun to watch midweek mm -hmm. Um, and Benfica, yeah, continues. What are they like? Twenty games, tw twenty wins, three assists, uh, three uh, draws this season. Yeah, I, I think it's twenty. I think they got twenty-three. They definitely more than twenty games unbeaten already, and they Ooh. have like more than like forty-five goals this season. And you got Rafa, undisputed, yeah. one of the best Portuguese players out there. João Mario, you got Enzo, Antonio, Gonçalo Ramos. So you have five to six players here that are gonna give definitely Benfica two hundred million. Definitely 200 wow. million. Enzo wow. for 80. Like, I, I, straight off the bat. Gonzalo more than 50. Antonio, 60 minimal. So just these, close to 200. So Benfica, yeah. talent factory. Talent yeah. factory. Benfica comes well, right there. And yeah. Yeah, got it. Got it. I had to mention. But we yeah. can mention too Brasileiro. <laughs> talent factory. <laughs> Abel Ferreira. Okay, what a win that was, man. Gotta say it. We we can certainly mention that, but before we move on to the Brazilian row, mm -hmm. I gotta say because because of what Benfica is doing. Yes. No offense to Porto, no offense to uh, Sporting, mm. um, but I, you're gonna find me when I go to Portugal <laughs> at the at the Estadio da Luz. Definitely. So get me in. We're, we're gonna be there, right? We're gonna 100%. be there. No, I, <laughs> I do want to go to a sporting game one day. I definitely want to go to a Porto. I, I've been to Porto and love that city. That city is amazing. But the circumstances have that Benfica is home when we are there. Yeah. Uh, but it also just so happens that they are winning their uh, their butts off, uh, for lack of a better term. So I am here for it. And you know who else won their butts off this season in mm. order to win the the, uh, the Brasilia Real? Uh, that would be Palmeiras. Yes. So, Palmeiras. Abel Ferreira, man, has two Copa Libertadores, one Brasileirão, one Copa <clears throat> do Brasil, one Paulista, one Copa Sul-Americana. Abel Ferreira definitely has to be one of the catalysts of best coaches, okay, in Brazil. Definitely, in my opinion. Yeah. Jorge Jesus went and made a change. 
a Belfer did just that too, man. And Hendrik has got a great coach, man, for him. Great coach, man. So, <laughs> love it. Love it. For him, for him to be doing what he's doing right now, um, with the composure that he's doing it with, and the respect he has for the game, Hendrik uh, mm-hmm. is going to be fun to watch for years to come. I'm all for um, giving people space, giving people time, especially when they're that young. But unfortunately, when you're young, or when you're good enough, mm-hmm. you're young enough. Right or True. what? What is it? What is it? But, when you're but, good enough, you're old enough. You're old enough. That's Bell, what it is. I know Abel didn't put Hendrik on purpose. Like he even said, no. like Hendrik could play, but I just feel like as a man, he as a as a person, he needs to improve a, a lot of moral aspects. That was this was Abel saying it, man. He said like fame can get to you, especially at a sure. young age, and not yeah. everyone's like Neymar. That yeah, he can he can dance with fame and play well. But mm-hmm. <laughs> Hendrik, I think he's a very focused kid. But I really believe, I've said it in the past, Hendrik and Vinicius, that duo yeah. can lead the world of football. Okay, potential, okay, to go against Mbappe, Hendrik. Potential. So, bold player. How, how amazing it would be if uh, Hendrik winds up at Real Madrid and Vitor Roque winds up at Barcelona. Uh, I'd be know. here for that. I don't know if Vitor Roque is the... Like, it's going to be like 30, 40, right? 30, 40 million. Yeah, it's not going to be that much. Yeah, because he hasn't, I don't know. He hasn't made as much. Of, actually, he has. He's been 17. phenomenal. 17. He's like, 17. He's, he started in the uh, started in the Copa Libertadores file, uh, final. Go, if I'm Barca, I'd go hard on Mukoko. Like, he, yeah. like, whatever. Like, 30 million, give him that for <laughs> the sign-off clause, man. If that's like the money. Like, if, if Hendrik goes to Real, I think the best answer that Barca could do would be Mukoko, in my opinion. But well, Shabi mm. needs to first find themselves <laughs> another center back before mm. they go shopping for any strikers. But yes, uh, no, that that's a wonderful shot. And the, you know, the last thing about Abel Ferreira, you know, mm-hmm. okay, Endrick is a different prospect than some of the ones that he currently has in the Palmeiras setup. But mm-hmm. Gabriel Veron has gone through there. Uh, you know, they they still have Danilo. They still have some. Amazing young talents that are obviously older than 16. Uh, Patrick DePaula. They've got some players that will make the jump if they haven't already. Um, and so he's got he's got this experience with kind of blooding blood blooding a a young player. Uh, Endrick obviously is different breed, so it, mm-hmm. it's going to be and really Ronnie. interesting to see how his future plan really pans like out. Ronnie, man, too. Ronnie, like, that yeah. was a player that I I didn't know too much about, and with a bell, Ronnie. Jesus, mm-hmm. what a player. I think he's got like 20 mm-hmm. goals like this season. So great impact. I think he had an no, offer of 10 million and he didn't accept yeah. a bill. He said, no, Honey stays. He's not going. So that that showed in Brazil they, that they don't refuse. They don't tend to refuse those deals in Brazil. So no. yeah, that was a that was a big show. That was a big show. But I think I think yeah. something happened though in your uh, side of the pond, man. It's big, time. <laughs> It's time. It's time, man. It's what time. happened, man? Bale clutch time? Unbelievable. Yeah. From Real Madrid to now LAFC. 128th minute. I didn't yeah. like that. That's 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 insane minutes for someone to score I, a goal. You know, before before I talk about the Philadelphia Union, um, as a neutral, mm-hmm. as a neutral, I, which I am not in this environment, but as a neutral... 
if you were ever on the fence about whether or not you were a football fan, especially in America where it is growing and it is growing exponentially, but there are people that are resistant to change and want to swear that baseball's the, the whatever and want to swear that football is so much American football is so much better. You just watch that game. Fox. That game did not have the highest quality of football in it, but that game was every bit of entertainment value. Uh, you had a David versus Goliath type of situation in the sense of LAFC with their big spending, um, you know, mm -hmm. owners and big names and Carlos Vela and Gareth Bale and Chiellini and, and all these names. And then you've got the Philadelphia Union who have pieced together a money ball roster and built from the youth academy with Brendan Aronson and Mark McKenzie and becoming that selling, that selling club that a lot of these Brazilian squads do uh, over the years. Uh, Philly is just starting with that process. So you have these two teams that just went at each other and Philly fought back not once, but twice to tie it up late in the game, the second time. And then they scored. There was a broken leg uh, prayers up to Maxime Crepeau, who sacrificed his spot in the Canadian national team at the world cup in order to win this game for them. Um, he got in the way of Corey Burke. Uh, we took the lead. We thought we had four minutes left to close out the game. And there it is. Yeah. Air bail. Air Gareth Bale, um, the $100 million man coming in, scoring a goal. And once he scored that goal, I'm going to tell you right now, everybody in the bar that I was watching it in, my brother-in-law that was at the game, uh, we all knew that penalty kicks weren't going to do it. But I got a fun story for you. Mm. Fun story for you here. The man, I love how the sun is shining on me right now too. Uh, ouch, in my <laughs> eyes. But uh, this story right now, okay? John McCarthy, the guy that came in for Maxime Cripo when he went down and broke his leg, got a red card because he was impeding our striker and saved a sure goal, okay? Uh, but John McCarthy, who came in for him, the backup goalkeeper, barely played for the LAFC this season. You ready for this? Mm. He, is, he was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He went to college, to uni, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He was signed first by the Philadelphia Union and was our backup keeper for years. And he, he winds up going to LAFC, not knowing that he was ever going to play against his former squad. And he is the guy that saves two penalty kicks to send LAFC to their first MLS Cup title. And he is the MVP of the MLS Cup. I mean, come on, you can't write that story any better. You can't. Even if it hurts my heart and all of my being to say it but i gotta say if you have one chance if you ever want to look at mls uh in in a in a positive light watch the highlights to that game or re-watch that game and and tell me that you can't get behind that brand of football uh and what progress major league soccer is making and will continue to make over the next four seasons Fuck. um as we move into world cup 2026 territory um, and the, the last shout out I got to say before I shut up and we get off this thing and I get on a plane to go to Portugal is the Philadelphia Union uh, in particular as a club. I am not biased and partisan when it comes to watching football. I will watch any football anywhere. But it is so amazing to see a club that has arguably not spent big mm -hmm. and has trusted building the youth, which just fits in with our FC Wonder Kid moniker. It is just so beautiful to see this club and see the support of this city come, come, you know, behind it. I was watching grown men cry 
in this bar after this team. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now, I never would have thought that that would ever happen at the end of a major league soccer game. Okay. So the, the fact of the matter is, is no, we don't have a hundred years of heritage here, but the Philadelphia union, LAFC, all the clubs of major league soccer are starting to build a product that has heritage, that has history. And that gets it, that gets what is so big and why it's been so big in Europe and South America for years. Um, and that was getting my heart and my throat ripped out of me uh, last night, yesterday. Um, just, tells me that I'm, you know, there's a step, another step closer to being an incredibly relevant league. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the Philadelphia Union, I got to thank them because they're the reason that I am 100% obsessed with this sport. So there you go. I'm done. I'm done. But next year, next year, Union, you're coming back. And you're going to get it done. But uh, you guys I, have a good yeah. team man, and good coach, right? So it's like yeah. the establishment, Great the coach. pillars are there. So yeah. I agree about I know, uh, what you said about U.S. football, man. I completely U.S. soccer, U.S. football. I completely it's okay. agree. It's only getting started. And to be fair, like in the world of football, <laughs> the best content creator in 2022 <laughs> is American. And he's 17, he man. Speed, okay. Oh, Went bold gosh. with that World Cup song. That is better, better than the official songs of the World Cup, man. Great. <laughs> like, for, he's so talented as, a, as, a, as, as just, like, he's so funny. Like, Speed is Listen. naturally so funny, in my opinion. Yeah. And keep on doing you. Keep on going bold, man. Keep on going I, bold. I, I agree with the majority of that sentiment there. Keep on being you, Speed. Uh, but ultimately, I mean... It, it doesn't say much about Little Baby's uh, World Cup anthem if you're telling me that that speed song is good because I listened to it and I wanted to light my hair on fire. What? Uh, but ultimately, because, uh, oh, but this 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 kid being a, a football fan, right, and just everybody wanting him to be around to experience football with him, yes. uh, he it. it it's it's entertaining i gotta give him that it's a hundred he is um he's he's playing the um the the dumb american i don't mean to call him dumb but the dumb american learning football for the first time game he's playing (laughs) that game so remarkably well and it's getting him to places i don't think he ever expected to go as a streamer you know speed in the adivadinas i was like what this is all it's unreal So, like, the levels of this man. Best content creator in 2022. He's so and... angry. He's so angry. <laughs> and the U.S. The national team should have him, like, as the main fan. Like, what? Uh, like, he should be the ambassador. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Uh, he's already adopted Portugal. I don't know what to tell you. He doesn't... I... <laughs> He couldn't, no, he couldn't name anyone on the I, U.S. men's national team. So, oh, but I'd love, I'd love to have a chance. Speed, man, yeah, keep going, bold man. And if you come to <laughs> Portugal, such you know where to come. You're more than welcome, Speed, to go bold. But if you're listening until now, do not forget to like this video, episode 80, community. And a quick reminder: we're gonna do a big giveaway. With, with, the, with the like count, okay? More than 200, definitely, okay, people? If we're going to go bold with a giveaway, next podcast, episode 81, okay? Thank you for listening until now, community. And thank you. Thank you for going bold another week, community.